you found Zane Matthews Between the Music On Demand, featuring local content from Town Square Media's Cool 107.9 in Grand Junction, Colorado. Joining me now is the legendary Don McClain, a rock and roll icon for some 50 years. He's bringing his American Pie 50th anniversary tour to the Avalon Theater in Grand Junction, July the 8th. McLean, thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. We are beyond excited to have you bringing American Pie back to Grand Junction. Well, I can't wait. I just love seeing America, and I can't wait. I love Colorado, and uh, I'm really looking forward to being there. It seems like not that long ago, and it was seven years ago, when you were at the Avalon, and you had everybody on their feet singing and dancing to American Pie and I'm sure you get that reaction wherever you go but what does that feel yeah. like when you're on that stage and you see the audience doing that? That feels like I I done what I came to do. I mean because people come and they have a great time and yeah, sing along to such great music. Want, you know. Yeah, I want them to put them through a lot of changes. You know, you'll be happy, sad, think about stuff, laugh, have some stories and then by the time it's all over you just give it all up and you're dancing and having a great time and rocking and rolling. And uh, we have got a very good band, and uh, we've got and we've got replacements for them as well, who are very good. So if anyone, God forbid, should get sick, we are continuing. That is fantastic and, uh, news because you've got a lot of dates scheduled this year across the country and around the world. Yeah, I think um, we just keep our fingers crossed, not just for my little tour, but for the country that we can keep things open this time. Don, what is it about doing a tour like this that gives you so much joy and satisfaction? Why are you out there this year? I'm going to die out there. I'm going to stay out there until I can't do this anymore because I realize each time, there's been one other time in my long, long, long career that I did not work very much, and that's when I was about 50 years old. And I, for some reason, I decided I wanted to not work for a while, and it was awful. And so I came back with a vengeance. Now I've had this two-year uh, thing, almost two years. I've done very few shows in these two years, but I have done shows and appearances. And it's even worse than it was when I was 50. You know, I just can't wait to get back to, to moving and, and living and, and uh, singing. I need to sing. It's like, that's like, it's like going to the gym for me. You know, I get in shape, I get in vocal shape, and I get in... Uh, shape in terms of my breathing and that's you know you gotta breathe right face it. right and, <laughs> that's what it does you know it just makes me feel great you've been doing this for such a long time i want to go back just for a minute back to the beginning and, and when you got your start and it's been said that tapestry album was rejected 72 times is that true uh no uh, it was about 35 times though i guess how do you I'm deal with that grown over the years uh, you get really angry, and you, you say, "No, nobody's going to stop me, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be dead first before they stop me." <laughs> yeah, with it. it. Believe right. me, you find out what you're made of uh, in in life sometimes, you know. And most people don't have to. Well, I don't know. Everybody has all kinds of challenges. So, but I mean, in my case. This was the premier thing I wanted to accomplish. Was I had wanted to make a record since I was 15 years old. And I just kept wanting to do this. And I 
the right circumstances were not there. And I was lucky enough later on when I was in the business and still very young that I had some people around me said, Don, you're not ready to make a record. It's not time for you to do that. And they were right because my singing wasn't good enough. My songwriting wasn't good enough. I was still, you know, and then there came a time when the song started flowing and the performing got much better. Everything was there and was fully formed. Time to do the record. And then getting turned down was really tough because they would say, yes, you've got a deal. And then they would say, but we want your publishing. And I would say, no, I'm not going to part with my publishing. So then the deal would fall through. And a lot of times that was the reason, although there were many other reasons as well. But finally, somebody uh, named Alan Livingston, a very famous man who is responsible for Capitol Records being the great record label that it is even today. Uh, he signed the Beatles, he signed Sinatra, he signed the Beach Boys, he signed the Kingston Trio when they were the hottest act in America. He made them that act for about five years. He discovered me, that's how he felt, but he discovered me, he loved it. He loved my music, and he, unfortunately, after the album got made and put out, finally... They went out of this right back in square one again. Starry, starry night. Paint your palette blue and gray. I'm being joined this morning by the legendary Don McLean, coming to the Avalon Theater in Grand Junction, July the 8th. Don was just telling us about his first record deal. After countless rejections, he finally got the deal, and the record company went out of business. So, Don, what happened next? So, for about two weeks, I thought, oh, no, you know, at least I had uh, some money and I had some stuff happening. But United Artists came along and bought the company, and they handed me $50,000 in 1970. A lot of money. Yeah, wow. So what did you do with that $50,000? I was solo, so I was starting to make money on the road. I put it in the bank. I, you know, paid my taxes, of course, and did everything. And then I moved my mother from the two-room apartment that we had to go into in 1963 in 1977, years of living in that apartment, back into the house that she lived in uh, for 25 years, 30 years. And she stayed there until she passed away in 1984. So that was one of the most successful and happy things that I was able to do, to support her and put her back in the house that fate, uh, when my father died, had, had taken her away from. So she was back in her element you know, playing bridge with her friends and doing all this stuff, and uh, loved loved that. And so that's. And then I saved up and I bought a, a house in Garrison, New York, and I had that place for thirty years. And I lived there for twenty years, and I rented it for ten. And I had horses and dogs and women and booze, and I was shooting my guns off and riding my horses in the woods and having a blast. You had it made in the shade. I'm talking this morning with Don McLean, the legendary Don McLean, coming to Grand Junction July the 8th. And I wonder, Don, if there was a time that you remember back then when you said to yourself, okay, I've made it in this business. No, I always felt like I was sort of a failure um, that I never really did make it. Uh, but over the years, the accumulation of things uh, centered around me 
um, you know, awards and one thing after another through the years, not just centered back in the 1970s, you know, well, you know, I mean, just recently they, they gave me a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And, How did that make you uh, feel? Your own star on the Walk of Fame. I felt like I made it. <laughs> Finally, I guess. Finally? Yeah, I mean, because I say there's, there's been other things that have come along in the last few years, especially. Uh, there has been a star on the Walk of Stars in Las Vegas, and there is a, the song going into the Smithsonian, and there's a beautiful mural on the side of a building 60 feet tall of me and Alicia Keys and Nura Shell, which is probably one of the most breathtaking uh, tributes that I've ever had paid to me in my life, and my just so sad my parents couldn't see it. Right. Because, um, you know, I was uh, considered sort of a loser in the 60s. You know, I quit school and came back with my tail between my legs, you know, and was singing around town, and other guys were doing the things they were supposed to do, you know, going to college and this and that, and I was just sort of rambling. And then I, I finally did go to college and graduated with a degree, but and then went back to rambling around. It's what I've been doing ever since. And so all these things, it just kind of validates what you've done your entire life from writing songs, singing songs, performing, and you have become this rock and roll icon to all the fans out there, but yet you are so happy to receive finally this validation of the good things you've done. Well, it's the people's decision. It's not stuff that's made by a management or money people. You know, a lot of you have to... Golly, I mean, you need a, uh, uh, supposedly a million dollars to even walk in the door of the music business today. Wow. Somebody to put up serious money. You know, I mean, that's how you do it, and, and it's very iffy. And, and, they, and they own everything. I mean, they own the records, they own your merchandising, they own a big piece of your touring. So, you know, if you score... When you put up that million, they're going to take it back and then some because they got there. In my day, there was none of that. They didn't have a handle in, on anything. And most of the albums I made reverted to me. So I was able to put 11 of them and 173 tracks up on my website, uh, the YouTube website that's run by Time Life. I was reading that Taylor Swift had to re-record records because... The, they were owned by the record company, the management there, and they sold them for 300 million bucks. Wow. You know, and as far as I know, they're not hers, so she didn't get any of that. Get any of that. So you can make monumental mistakes. I mean, look at uh, Paul McCartney was friends with, as you know, um, Michael Jackson there for a while, and, and he suggested... He said, you know, Michael, you're making money. You should invest in publishing. So Michael said, well, I'm going to buy your publishing, Paul. And he thought he was kidding. And about the fifth time he said it, he realized he wasn't. <laughs> and, and then he ended up buying it for $50 million. And the Beatles catalog is a billion-dollar catalog. And because, you know, Paul didn't want to spend $50 million of his not much money he had back in those days to buy his own damn songs back. So I could see that, but that was not a great...
I'm on the phone with Mr. American Pie, Don McLean, coming to the Avalon Theater in Grand Junction July the 8th. And Don, since the last time you were here, that iconic song, American Pie, has reached 5 million airplays on the radio. Vincent, 3 million airplays. These are incredible numbers. What do those numbers mean to you? Well, it means that I think one, one other thing that has happened is that the RIAA, which is the certifying body that, that certifies whether an album is a gold record or a platinum record or whether it's multi-platinum and so on, they're the ones. You can brag all you want about selling records, but if they don't say you sold them, you didn't sell them. And they recently certified me as having sold more than 50 million records worldwide. So I was knocked out. I could not believe it. That's incredible. Um, it really is. I got to say, that's another one of those those amazing things. Um, and each, you know, each year we get a, you know, a yearly kind of rundown from Spotify, which is, again, there's so many new things. There's no more record stores. Right. You know, there's there's no one of that. You don't go and browse through albums. They all closed. All those wonderful stores, uh, Tower Records. My God, that was terrible when that place closed. I used to love to go there, buy so many box sets and albums of artists that I liked that I'd never seen. And oh Lord! And then they they just that's it. Sorry, you know. And uh, all we have now is the virtual reality of. You know, stuff that's up in the cloud somewhere that you... That's why this NFT thing is a big deal. You know, it's going to amount to something. Right. Don, last thing. You mentioned earlier, you want to do this until you die. What is the yeah. legacy of Don McLean? How do you want to be remembered? Well, I've already... Um, my Wikipedia is how I'll be remembered. And um, the songs... And the records and the performances, it, the performances in the last 10 years have now become almost as important as the records because they are on YouTube. You know, there are thousands of performances by me that were not available for anybody to see. And it's wonderful for me because I get to see performances by artists that I never thought I would ever see play again and two people that I knew and loved but I just want to say this, um, this Spotify thing just to show you what's happening is last year I had a two years ago there was 102 million streams this year there's 136 million streams wow last last year it was in 79 countries this year it was in 178 countries so um I'm, I am heading in the right direction. <laughs> I would say so, right? Did you know that, did, Don, did you know that when you Google Don McLean American Pie, you get over 4 million search results? I don't, I didn't know that. Can you imagine if we'd had the internet back in the early 70s when you're launching off with American Pie, how amazing that would have been? Well, I think it was much better that it was the way it was rather than the way it is now for me because in those days, there were only three radio stations in every major city that played the top ten. So if you were number one, 
you were heard morning, noon, and night in every major city, and then later on it went around the world. And I had that experience several times with Vincent, with crying, and with, with albums. At one point, three of my albums were in the top 100 in the early 70s. You can't do that today. There are 500 stations, you know, and they're all playing stuff like crazy, and things come and go so fast that it's really hard for anything to to sink in, you know, especially something that has uh, lyrics, you know, like American Pie or Vincent, you know. And so I was very lucky to have that uh, complete concentration of the nation on these songs when they happened. You've got so many great songs. You truly do, from American Pie and Crying and Castles in the Air and Vincent and, and I Love You So and on and on it goes. Is there one that you're most proud of or a song that wasn't a hit that you just like, man, I wish people could have heard, really heard this? Well, I like my songs. I'm proud of them. I, I never wrote anything that I don't like or did it for the wrong reasons, you know, because somebody said I couldn't write a song about, write a song about something, you know, for a movie that I didn't particularly care for, for the money. I never, ever did that. And I would never do that. So they all have their place and they're all there. And they all pop up from time to time. You know, um, Babylon ended up on Mad Men and uh, Empty Chairs has ended up in, in some TV shows. And, you know, they're out there. And it's uh, funny because um, I end up turning up in strange places as well. There's a funny show called Lady Parts, and it's about a Muslim punk band of women. Okay. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it is hilarious. They just got six more episodes. You have six already. Okay. And in the, in the thing, the lead guitar player is looking for <laughs> a husband. And she's, all the Muslim men are around her and the women. And they tread very, very lightly around the Muslim things, but they manage to make some very funny jokes. Okay. So this woman is the guitar player, and she is also studying to be a doctor. And the love of her life in music is me. I'm Don McLean. And really? she opens this cabinet, and there's a picture of me. On the inside of the cabinet, <laughs> and the, the Muslim guy comes up to her and says, uh, you will never find a Muslim husband if you have that old man up on the wall. And, and she said, that is no old man. That is Don McLean. <laughs> it's a running gag. And no, it's funny. That is hilarious. That is fantastic. You know, I am very lucky. I've been very blessed with so much uh, love and... Um, and respect and, and happiness that you can't imagine. You know, I've had some troubles, personal troubles, but it, who has it? Right? There's so much. So, there's so much love that comes to me, and I'm so thankful for it. You know, and I uh, really have tried to be the best person I knew how to be all my life, um, and try to improve. You know, as I go along, I I believe in God, and sometimes in the morning or evening, I'll say I, I hope. 
that you'll show me how to be a better person today than I was yesterday. That's awesome. And uh, that's what I, that's for, that kind of how I do it. Don McLean, we can't wait to see you July 8th in Grand Junction and to sing along with American Pie at the Avalon Theater. Okay, you, know, you will see it. We started singing bye, bye, Miss America.